Hey everyone, welcome back to Southern Fried Storytime. Today we're going to talk about another monster minute. And today's monster is zombies. Because I couldn't resist. I know I probably should have done this back around closer to Halloween, but zombies are always fun. So we're going to have some festive zombies since this, these zombies are a little closer to Thanksgiving. You know, that's perfect. Zombies like to eat. You like to eat. It's about Thanksgiving time. I don't know that zombies have the mental capacity to be grateful for what they're eating, but hey, we'll be thankful for zombies this year. Zombie legends date back to ancient Mesopotamia when the goddess Ishtar descended to the land of the dead. When she cannot get in, she threatens to raise the dead and they shall eat the living and outnumber the living. Kind of an overreaction, but okay. Not sure why it's the living's fault. Anyway. That's kind of the first record we have of somebody talking about the dead coming back to life and eating the living. It's kind of gross. Uh, the main inspiration for zombies as we know them today comes from voodoo culture in Haiti. In these legends, the dead are brought back to life by a boker or voodoo sorcerer or sorceress. And uh, think Dr. Facilier from The Princess and the Frog or Mama Cecile and Papa... Papa Justified from The Skeleton Key. Excellent movie, by the way. I love that movie. Um, the Boker uses necromancy to wake the dead, and then the dead are under his spell. The raising and enslaving of the dead sparked the imagination of Americans, and in some versions, zombies only stop being compliant when they eat salt or meat, and then they go on like a, like a crazy rampage because they're not following the orders of the Boker who previously commanded them. In 1980, a woman named Angelina Narcisse in Haiti was approached by a man claiming to be her long-dead brother, Clarius. The man knew lots of information that only Clarius would know. He explained that after his burial, he was revived by a boker who enslaved his mind. For years, he worked on the cane fields with other drugged slaves. Clarius's death was documented in 1962 and verified by doctors. A cocktail of pufferfish venom and detuna, a poisonous plant native to Haiti, could have induced this state. Detuna, or sorry, detura is also called zombie cucumber and can put a victim into a coma-like death. Then when the person is reawakened, the dose can be adjusted to keep the person in a stupefied zombie-like state. They say that voodoo and hypnosis work best on those who believe. And if you have a deeply held kind of cultural belief that zombies are possible, you are much more kind of subjected, sorry, much more vulnerable to the belief that this tetrodotoxin and detora combination can make you into a zombie, and it'll just work a lot more effectively on you. A zombie may also be called a revenant, which is derived from the French word meaning returning or to come back. Modern zombie tellings often have the cause of zombification be from a science fiction resource like a disease or radiation rather than the classic cause of dark magic, which is what we would see from a boker. Now, according to voodoo mythology, bokers can be good or bad, but if you're out there making people into zombies and making zombies into slaves, I think it's pretty safe to say that you are not the good kind of boker. <laughs> um, probably not the good kind of person either now that we're breaking things down but your uh your alliance on the uh 
Dungeons and Dragons alignment board is not looking too good, pal. If the word slaves and zombies are thrown into your, your job description, your alignment may be off. Um, anyway, the word zombie may also come from the African word mzumbi, which according to a translation dictionary is a spirit that is supposed to wander the earth to torment the living. It's a hybridization of the word mzumbi, meaning God, and zumbi, meaning obsession. While early zombies, not involving Ishtar, were drugged brainless slaves, the modern zombie is actually mostly influenced by the 1968 film Night of the Living Dead. Zombie legends, other than Ishtar, were mostly separated from human consumption until they began to merge with vampire myths. In the 1954 novel I Am Legend, it and its movie, The Last Man on Earth, were technically vampire stories, but strongly influenced the author of Night of the Living Dead. The Living Dead series were the end of zombies being blindly submissive and enslaved dead people to those who feast on human flesh. So it's kind of that hybridization of vampires and zombies because the creator of Night of the Living Dead was so inspired by the book I Am Legend, which was about vampires. So that's where we see, because vampires feast on blood, we see uh, zombies, ugh, too many words, we see zombies start to be more prone to consuming human flesh. That's where that originally kind of came from, is merging of the traditional zombie with the traditional vampire. Do do. Here we go. This is also where we see the cause of zombification to shift from a magical cause to a more scientific cause like bioweapons, etc. In the 90s, zombies evolved again, this time especially in horror video games. We saw the creation of fast zombies. These are two words that I never want to go together, but here they are. Be Zombies begin to crop up because of the idea of being dragged into an unnatural state to victimize and harm the people you love just somehow wasn't scary enough. Unlike slow, mindless horde of the previous decades, these zombies run, jump, climb, and some games and movies even have them swim, which sucks because that pretty much gets rid of all of your pre-planned ways to get away from zombies. If, like me, you are pre-planning ways to get away from zombies. Because my go-to was going to be Treehouse or Island. Let's rule both of those out, man. This plus their numbers increases the horror and dread of the more action-based games and movies in which this breed of zombie tends to be featured. Simon Pegg from Shaun of the Dead once said that while vampires represent seduction, zombies represent death, slow and steady in their approach, relentless and unstoppable. You can delay death, but you can't stop it, even today. Other fears they speak to are that of slavery and loss of free will, which is still happening in the world. Hurting the people that you love against your will. The spread of disease. That's a big one that we can relate to today, and that's a big source of the fear with zombies. Um, and being violated or worse, desecrated after you die. I think we could also say that there's some kind of primal tie to how in biblical times people were so afraid of leprosy as well, which is kind of a skin disease that 
makes you look as though you're decaying while you're still alive. I couldn't find any sources that link the two things, but I think that classical fear of leprosy and a very leprous person might look a little bit like a zombie. I, I just can't help but feel that the two things would be inspired by each other if somebody's coming up with a zombie myth as well. I also couldn't find any direct ties as to when and where zombies specifically wanted brains. Um, I know that's kind of the cliche thing we, we see about zombies. I saw lots and lots of sources for zombies eating flesh, but brains specifically, I couldn't really find anything. So I'm not sure how that stereotype evolved or where it came from. I know in The Walking Dead, they're just general flesh eaters, but zombies are always tied to this desire for brains. And I just can't find anywhere where that comes from. So if you know, definitely clue me in because that's, it just seems like such a weird thing to throw in there because the skull is, is relatively hard to get into, especially if you're kind of a mindless eating creature. So it seems weird to me that that specifically would be part of the lore. But, but who knows? I don't know. They just don't strike me as smart enough to figure out a way into the human skull. But maybe that's why, for the sake of making The Walking Dead, they don't really have them eating brains because you'd have to spend a lot more time watching the carnage and you really just want to look away. <laughs> um, most of these fears that zombies are designed to provoke can be avoided in, in life. For example, a fulfilling life leads to less fear of death. Educating yourself about disease and the immune system works to decrease your fear of illness. The ability to protect yourself, either by arming yourself, learning martial arts, something like that, also kind of decreases your fear of being violated not so much for being desecrated because at that point you know what are you going to do but you know you you believe in yourself that you can defend yourself and so it kind of increases your confidence there but the fear of slavery of losing your free will is the first incarnation of the zombie and to me the most primal fear that it invokes here in the south we spend a lot of time talking about and apologizing for slavery even though very few people could afford slaves at the time that it was legal in this country. We are right to discuss it because the removal of another person's free will is one of the greatest crimes that one human can inflict on another. It's a controversial opinion, but I think we need to spend less time attacking the slavery that used to exist here and focus on that very, that very same angry energy on the people and places in the world that still legally enslave, enslave people today. If slavery more than 100 years ago in this country makes you mad, then why don't the slave market still operating today make you blind with fury? It should, especially since some of the most common slaves today are children. I think we focus so much on what has happened that we're not focusing that time, energy, and those resources into what's happening now. The greatest sin of slavery is the dehumanizing of people and removing their free will. Every time a person's choices are removed from them, we take ourselves backwards to the sins of the past. If you give up your free will and you don't protect the free will of others, then go ahead and put the cucumber and the puffer fish in your bloodstream because you give up your free will and you're already a zombie. <laughs>